Farzine Vesugian here with you for another episode of the Chief Zone podcast. Here to recap a Chiefs victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. And not just that, the Kansas City Chiefs have clinched the AFC West. Yes, the Chiefs win. And they will be officially now in the playoffs. Uh, was not easy, was not pretty. Uh, listen, uh, there's a lot to get into here. Uh, some good, some bad. Let's get into it here. Uh, bear with me one moment. I'm off to a little bit of a slow start here. That's why, um, that's why, uh, I was not talking during, during those first few seconds for those of you watching live. There we go. I just commented with the, um, with the link to call in. I am going to pin that comment now, so it should be up there if you guys want to call in. I'd love to hear from you guys. Listen, I got to be critical of you guys for just a moment here because a lot of times I, we get far more viewers and comments and video calls after a loss. Let's 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 bring the same energy, win and, win or lose. Uh, you guys know me. I always bring the same energy, win or lose. Uh, so please call in. Uh, and I will uh, hear from you guys. Would love to hear from as many people possible because this has been a crazy year. No question about it. And, you know, the Chiefs, are their offensive issues fixed? No, far from it. There, there are a lot of things the Chiefs need to work on um, before the playoffs get underway. And look, you got to start somewhere. Uh, Chiefs offense did get going in this one. Uh, they did struggle in this game, though, uh, finding ways to score. Everything that I predicted to happen ended up happening here, okay? I said both teams would try to utilize the short yardage situations. I think Kansas City did a better job with the deep pass game, and I did not expect that in this one at all. And the Chiefs pulled through and got a big win here. Understand something. This game started 17-7, to and what did I tell you guys during the first half and at halftime? I said this on Twitter. I said this during the halftime show. I said the Chiefs will find a way to make adjustments on defense. Well, what do you know? Zero points. I will say this. My confidence was shot during that pass interference call on Legereus Need, where he was holding T. Higgins the entire damn time. But wow, what a turnaround for the defense right there. That fourth down stop right there when Cincinnati could have gotten the points to make it 20. Uh, what was the score at the time? 20 to 13, I think it was. Uh, instead, they go for it, which, by the way, I do not disagree. I think Cincinnati should have gone for it. You're on the road. You're trying to stay alive for the playoffs. But that formation they lined up in was horrendous. That was the worst fourth down attempt I saw. Should have gone for it. And they did. I, th I thought it was the right idea, but a horrible call. But the Chiefs defense, they were ready for it. They had that massive stop. And that was the turning point of this football game right here. I want to hear from you guys. I will. Um, I, okay, let's start with this comment right here. Um, by the way, the comments are like a Christmas tree right now. It's hard to keep up. Uh, Christopher says, where are the haters at? Not bringing the same energy that I do, win or lose. So, yeah, they're, um, everyone's quiet. All right, uh, I see a lot of you guys are uh, commenting. Some of you guys are starting to call in. If you haven't called in or uh, if you didn't get the link, rather, there it is. 
bear with me. Uh, already got a couple people on hold. I see Mel is waiting. Bob is waiting. Uh, so please be patient. I'll get to you guys shortly. Want to let you know this podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek Chiefs fans. Guess what? Your team is going to the playoffs and they will get at the very least one game at home at Arrowhead this year. We don't know who it's going to be just yet. Uh, most likely Buffalo, but the Kansas City Chiefs are in the playoffs now. And if you want to get your tickets, go to SeatGeek.com. Get your playoff tickets from SeatGeek. That is the next time the Chiefs will have a game at Arrowhead. It'll be playoff time. And I'll tell you what, if you're a new SeatGeek customer, you want to go to a playoff game, hey, why not save $20 off by using the promo code Farzine at checkout over at SeatGeek. That's SeatGeek.com. If you're a first-time customer, use my promo code Farzine. You will save $20 off your first purchase from SeatGeek. Playoff time, baby. I love it. What Air horns again. Let's do it. Yes. Uh, speaking of the playoffs, the Cincinnati Bengals have been eliminated from playoff contention. So congratulations on clinching the couch for the offseason. Anyway, uh, listen, let me just say this. I got a lot of things to unpack here. So if you guys haven't done so already, please call in. Want to hear from you guys. Let me give my thoughts and I'll read some comments. I'll also get to um, uh, our, our callers uh, as the show goes on. Um, I thought this Chiefs offense looked Good today. They were not great. They looked a lot better than last week, which isn't saying much. Um, but you got to start somewhere with this offense. Um, I was hoping they would score more touchdowns. And what did I tell you guys? I said Cincinnati does have a good red zone defense, and the Chiefs they tend to struggle in the red zone. Unfortunately, that was a that was a factor in today's game. The scoreboard probably should have been more lopsided, but it wasn't because of the um, because of the uh, the red zone stalls there. And uh, yeah, Catherine, I see you, a lot of people are uh, giving Butker some love. Uh, Corey says Butker for president 2024. Yell, yeah, I mean, over the options we have, sure, why not? Um, this is why you kick the field. Listen, I know a lot of people want touchdowns. I do too. No one wants field goals. Nobody wants a field goal. Okay, everybody wants a damn touchdown. Everyone wants to hear you got to fight for your right to party. You want to hear that blast through the speakers at Arrowhead. But man, sometimes it's just not there for you and you got to go and get the points. That's exactly what the Chiefs did. And again, I do not disagree with Zach Taylor's decision to go for it. Okay, you're on the road. Playoff uh, playoffs are on the line. Uh, Their formation was just bad. Uh, but the Chiefs, what did they do on fourth and four? They kicked the field goal to cut the deficit, and then they took the lead, and then they extended the lead a couple of more times. So, yeah, Scott, you're 100% right. Uh, got the win, but work to do, 100%. The the offensive errors are not fixed. We all saw Marquez Valdez-Scantling drop what should have been an easy touchdown pass there. there the second one... He dropped, okay, a little out of reach, but man, you're seeing college football players make that play. So uh, it's just tough to, it just keeps adding up. The Chiefs are at, what, 40, 41 drops on the year. It's um, it's tough. It's tough, but hopefully uh, they figure it out. Um, let me get a couple of other thoughts here, and then I'll go to Bob. Bob's been waiting patiently, so I appreciate that. If you want to call in, please do so. Uh, boy, Jamar Chase, man. Uh, let's talk about him for a second because he said nothing impressed him about this Chiefs defense. Three catches for 41 yards and was targeted seven times. Tanner Hudson was targeted seven times also, had just three catches. Joe Mixon was their best um, 
pass catcher or had the most receptions, had four for 22 yards and a touchdown. He had the only um, re uh, receiving touchdown. Jake Browning ran it in himself for that second one. That's where you saw a little bit of a disagreement on the uh, on the sidelines there for the uh, for the Chiefs defense with Ominihu and uh, Willie Gay. But man, uh, I mean, I know. Um, T. Higgins was missing in this one. He only had one catch for 19. He also did uh, draw that penalty there uh, against Legereus Nate. Tyler Boyd had just two catches, and this one was targeted just two times. Chase Brown, they got they got him involved early, but surprisingly got away from him as the game went on. So the Chiefs defense, who Jamar Chase was not impressed with whatsoever, just shut down all these premier. I said this this morning. This is the deepest offense, specifically the receiving core, the Chiefs defense will go up against. And the Chiefs have played a lot of great offenses this year. A lot of great offensive players. Devontae Adams twice, Tyreek Hill, uh, A.J. Brown, uh, Amon Ross Brown. A lot of great receivers this year. And the Chiefs have done a great job against all of them. And today, I, I've said this many times, the Bengals have three wide receivers who, if they were all cut today, Hypothetically speaking, they would be starting wide receivers on almost all of the other teams. I mentioned, you know, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, a couple other guys there. Um, they would not be number one receivers on those teams, maybe, but they would be immediate starters elsewhere. So I think the Chiefs played a, a pretty damn good game against those receivers today. The pass rush was not there early, but man, they picked it up. How many times did uh, did Browning get sacked six times? And by the way, man, did George Garloftis make Orlando Brown his son or what on that play? Garloftis became Orlando Brown's daddy on that play right there. That is exactly why the Chiefs traded Orlando Brown. Orlando Brown did play well early in the game. Let's give him credit there. But man, uh, like I, I think, you know, Brett Veach which I will say right now, the worst move Brett Veach has made was offering Orlando Brown a six-year, $139 million a year before the 2022 season. For whatever reason, somebody in the Chiefs front office, the organization, thought that was a good idea. Thank God Orlando Brown declined that. And the Browns overpaid him. Or I'm sorry, not the Browns. The Bengals overpaid Orlando Brown. So uh, the Chiefs defense really came alive late, and it was awesome to see. Um... Wow, Bengals fans are really where are Bengals fans, man? They come, they show up after every li uh, live stream when the Chiefs lose. I'm not seeing any, I'm not seeing any Bengals fans in the live chat. No Bengals fans whatsoever. Uh, I do know who is here. Bob is here. Bob, you've been waiting very patiently. What's going on, Bob? Talk to me. What's up, Bart? <laughs> okay, man. I was just last week, and uh, I'm bringing the same intensity. I always bring it. I love it. I'm really proud of them the way they played today. They hey, they, they kind of sputtered the first half. They seemed to stay calm. And that defense just took over, man, late. Yes. And uh, and I'm gonna tell you what, man, that, that boy's gonna have to get the ice tonight. <laughs> they they put some bruises on his ass. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was more that's more what we're used to. And and man, you hit it right on the nail. Sneed, uh, them guys are playing well, man. Yes. Uh, I I He's probably the MVP of that defense right now, man. Hundred percent. And uh, he's matched up with every wide receiver that they can throw at him. And uh, you know, uh, <laughs> them boys from them boys from Cincinnati, man, they're pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think we found our true re re our, our rival that we're always going to have, man. They're a thorn in our ass. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You saw, you saw the fighting today. It ain't the Raiders no more, baby. It's the Bengals. Yeah. So, you know, we draw blood on them today. 
We made them go home crying. They're out of the playoffs. Yep. I said, if this team can get momentum going, man, they're going to be tough to beat. Because I, th- I think these young kids are going to step up and catch the, the football, man. And, and we're going to put some points on the board. Yeah. But that offensive line has got to get going, man. And they got to give him better protection. I agree. I still think we have problems at the tackles. And, yeah. and that's really something we've got to address in the offseason, I think. Yeah. Uh, hey, happy New Year's to you, brother. Thank you. Uh, I always enjoy your show. Man, I'll tell you, these guys put it on today. Yes. And I always bring attention to it. <laughs> I love it, man. Team, man. Appreciate it, Bob. So God bless you. And I'll see you, brother. All right, man. Talk to you in 2024. Happy New Year, Bob. Appreciate it. And happy New Year to all of you. I forgot to say that early on. Happy New Year. Yeah. Ending 2023 on a good note. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, Bobby says, last two minutes were sack crazy, but we need to play that defense in the first half. See, I said that uh, at halftime too, Bobby, and you're absolutely right. I I compared this to the Buffalo Bills game earlier this year, which obviously the Chiefs lost, but what did you see from the Buffalo Bills offense in that game? You saw them get off to a 14-0 start, and the Chiefs defense, I mean, they looked discombobulated. They did not know where they were. They looked lost, and nothing was working for the defense. And this was kind of a similar situation where the Bengals got off to that 17 nothing or 17 7 start rather and you're not really sure what's going on there's arguing on the sidelines and then what happens the the chiefs pick it up the, defensively spags has been very good during his time in kansas and not just this year his entire time in kansas city where you go out there you see the issues, you see the problems, you make adjustments, sometimes even before halftime, and you see this defense come alive. My, my only complaint about this defense, yeah, the bad start, uh, no turnovers in this one, would have been nice, but man, uh, what do you do? You go to your strengths, and that is the pass rush. Was not there very early on, but man, they came alive. Six sacks on Jake Brown. I think it's a blessing in disguise for Joe Burrow, who, you know, a good quarterback and all that, but you know, he's obviously injury prone, but man, uh, I don't think uh, Joe Burrow, they showed him in the fourth quarter a couple of times. I'm sure he is sitting right or standing right there. He's saying, thank God I am not playing behind this offensive line right now because Orlando Brown cannot block. Uh, they lost an interior offensive lineman and they just couldn't get anything going. Not at all. Not at all. If you guys want to call in, uh, let me know your thoughts. Click on the link. I'll post it one more time right here for you guys. And uh, let me know your thoughts. Hey, the Chiefs win the AFC West. Has not been a pretty year. We know uh, there's a lot to work on. Uh, Michael says they're going home. Yep, damn right. They are going home. Uh, Brady, or Brody, excuse me, says, do you feel like we played our best game of the year? I don't know if it's our best game of the year. I think the Chicago game, um, that, I mean, they just blew them out, and the game was over by halftime. Uh, so I think that's the game that, uh, that that's probably been the best. I will say this, during all this, whatever the hell you want to call it, all this craziness with the offense. This was the best the Chiefs offense had looked um, during the second half of the season. And by the way, um, I wrote this down during the game, and I want to make a point of this. So let me talk to you about some of the big plays from the first half. You had Pacheco run for 35 to get things going. A short pass to Rasheed Rice. That ended up going for 18 yards. Mahomes throwing to Pacheco for 21 yards. And then in the second half, Mahomes to... Justin Watson for 41 yards, and then Mahomes to Rasheed Rice, 67 yards, burning Cam Taylor-Britt. And uh, Bengals fans were letting me know all week. They said, hey, we got Cam Taylor-Britt back. You're in trouble. Well, our rookie just uh, burned him on that big play right there. And that was shortly after the – I can't remember if that was um, 
after the fourth down stop, or if that was the uh, drive after. But nonetheless, I mean, Rashi Rice, uh, a rookie, going up against a very good quarterback in Cam Taylor Britton. I mentioned that on the podcast on Wednesday, and they did exactly that, going out there and um, burning him, bringing him, bringing the Chiefs. To, if he just had a little bit more speed right there, a little bit more juice, um, he probably takes that to the house. Uh, but not the case. Chiefs still got points out of that one. And, and listen, you take the points. Um, I mentioned Zach Taylor, and I and I defended the the call to go for it. Let me say this, because I think one guy that went for it a lot, and he doesn't have a job right now, and that's Brandon Staley. Um, he he goes for it a lot on fourth down. If you guys remember that game between the Chiefs and Chargers in 2021 in LA, where Travis Kelsey went off and had that monster game, three touchdowns and the overtime win. Um, Brandon Staley went for it a lot on fourth down. And obviously with the game going to overtime, if you kick the field goal and get points, you prevent overtime. Now that's, it's a very easy criticism to make after the game when you know everything, but you got to think about it. Like, you know, you're going up against Patrick Mahomes and at the time you had Tyree kill too. You, you're not going to beat a chiefs team like that by kicking field goals. You got to beat them by scoring touchdowns. And listen, the same thing applies to the chiefs right now. You're not going to beat any team in the playoffs by kicking field goals. You're going to, you're going to need to score touchdowns and it's very likely we'll see what happens with the number two seed, because that's going to be a big game next week between the dolphins and the bills. But that game might determine who comes to arrowhead boy. Would it be quite a story if Tyreek Hill and the Chief and the Dolphins, rather, they play the Chiefs again, this time in Kansas City. That would be uh that would be interesting to see for sure. Uh Daniel, you have called in. Daniel, what's going on, buddy? You took the words right out of my mouth, man. I was like, I'm gonna be the biggest Buffalo Bills fan there ever is just for one week. One week. Because just for one week, just so we can get Tyreek Hill at home in a playoff game, the game we should have got earlier in the year. And it was taken away from us. The football gods are gonna bring us Tyreek Hill to Arrowhead so we could boo him louder than Chris Jericho. <laughs> wait, wait, I thought Chris Jericho was like one of the more popular wrestlers in pro wrestling history. Uh, there's some there's some not good news with Jericho Jericho right now going on with with uh with, in backstage in the locker room. Oh, okay. I thought I thought CM Punk was the only guy, but anyway, we're getting off topic. Uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein. That's all I'll say. Um, <laughs> okay. I don't know what the hell but, you're uh, talking about, but Daniel, get to your point. So my point, anyway. This is a, this was a great game. I like the fact that we were throwing the ball downfield more. Yes. Um, we were we were we were airing it out. It was it, it, okay. Yes, I'm, I'm MVS's confidence is probably shot. Um, you saw him when he dropped. Mm. The uh, the ball in the in the second drive um, to start the second half when he was wide open and he just went right through his hands and he just went to his knees and like devastated. What do we do with MVS when it comes to now the playoffs? Is Patrick Mahomes still trying to trust him? What what did I say at halftime? I I said the the reason Mahomes was not throwing the ball to open guys last week was probably because he doesn't have confidence in these guys and I disagree with that. But it's like okay, I get it. Like point taken, Patrick. Um, I, I don't know, man. And listen, I've been saying this week, if the, and, and listen, even Gronk was saying it on K Adams show. Like if the chiefs flip that switch now, what is the switch receivers catching the ball? If the receivers are catching the ball, man, this is uh this is not a one score game. This is a blowout victory for the chiefs. If the receivers catch the ball, we we're not 10 and six. 
right? We're not, we're, we don't have that record right now. We probably have a couple more victories. Yeah. As well as if we can just stop turning over the ball. I like Morris. I'm really hoping that Donovan Smith will be back by playoff time because it's a little downgrade, obviously, with with Smith. And then I know you like Legereus Sneed, and I know you'd rather keep yeah. him. But those bad, for some reason, why does he always get those penalties when it comes to third and forever? I don't disagree with you. You are 100% spot on. That needs to be cleaned up. Listen, he's been here for a few years. So this is his first year where he's really doing that kind of thing. If they can clean that up with him, I I, I don't want Legereus Need on another team. I, I just don't. You need him to keep this defensive momentum going. You got to hope, Daniel, that, you know, you can retain your key guys on defense because Drew Tranquil might be gone. Omenihu, he's also going to be a free agent. So is Legereus Need. But if you can keep those guys and you can improve the offense, man, uh, you got a dangerous football team next year. Right. But somebody's got to go. So I, I, I think I'd rather sacrifice Sneed and keep Chris Jones and yeah. maybe – hopefully get draft some wide receivers and maybe the number one, two pick so we can get Marvis Harrison jr. But that's, uh, a that's, that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Anyways, I just want to keep your, you know, come on here. Appreciate the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for everything, what you do. I appreciate and, it, Daniel. Thank you. And uh, you've been one of the frequent callers. So I appreciate it, man. Happy new year to you. You take care of yourself. Stay safe tonight. Uh, let's keep this train going. Alan's calling in. What's up, Alan? Hey man, how's it going? Good brother. Happy new year. What's on your mind? Well, at least the new year starts off good um, with a huge win after the way it's been the last couple of weeks. I do want to disagree with our last caller a little bit because here here's the upside on Sneed versus Jones. Sneed's younger. Uh, I, you know, Jones is sitting there, and I, I you got to think his his output's been a little bit lower this year. And and if anything, if he even maintains it, it's still not at its peak. And the other thing with the penalties, if if you defend the way that Legereus Sneed defends, as aggressive as he is at the line, which has given him all, all these wins over these you know major receivers, yes, I think that's just something that we're going to have to accept that he's going to have a pi a time or two in a game. Here's my thing. Like, listen, Chris Jones, he's been phenomenal. He was huge in Super Bowl Fifty Four. He was huge in the AFC Championship game last year. Um, but, and I, and I do disagree with Daniel as well. It, it's just, I want Chris Jones here, but man, you are going to be in a massive salary cap unless he's willing to take a much smaller deal. And listen, and I said this earlier this week, I think the reason you're seeing more penalties from Legereus needed, I, I he's playing more physical this year. I didn't, yeah. I have not seen that from Legereus need the first three years here in Kansas city. Um, and he's had kind of, a, kind of an up and down roller coaster during his time here. His second year took a bit of a step back, played better last year, playing his best football this year, not allowing a single touch on And you alluded to it against the best receivers this year. Um, yeah, I, I can I can live with those penalties if you're not allowing touchdowns. But but the penalties got to get cleaned up. Yeah, uh, two other quick things. Sure. Um, so I, I posted a question in the chat, and I'll I'll ask it: If the Bills lose to the Dolphins, are they out of the playoffs? Um, I don't think. I, hold on, let me. I think the Bills are in. Uh, let me uh, check that real quickly. I don't think they clinched because um, you still got Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, and Houston. And if 
if the Bills lose a game, then they've all they're at seven losses. They're they're in they're I'm in the they're oh no sorry it says it says in the hunt. Um, well, yeah. it, it also says that for Kansas City, but they just clinched, so this is not up to date. Hold on. So the Bills, what's their record? Ten and six. Yeah. I mean, but if lose another game. Uh, and Pittsburgh can win, and then whoever wins out of Indianapolis and Houston, um, then they've got a better record. Okay, I did not and know that. I thought I, I assumed the Bills clinched today because I think. Am I looking at it wrong? No, I think you might be right because the Browns—they're like the clear-cut best wild card team, and I think the Bills are also the second best wild card team. But I—I I, I guess I—I I thought maybe the gap was bigger than I originally thought. Um, the, yeah, the Colts or the Browns got locked in. They're locked in. Yeah, they're locked in. Yeah, I, I don't. Um, I would have to like look through all the um scenarios to look through that. Um, I do know this: the Bills can leapfrog a lot of teams, including the Chiefs, for the number two yeah. seed. Um, which makes me wonder. I think the Chiefs are going to be stuck at number three, which might mean yeah. uh, playing their backups next week. Yeah, which I don't think is a bad thing. I, I I think that's good. And then the other thing, just before I go to, I want to add. And I was uh, I was telling my kid this uh, at the end of the game, but you know the defense starts slow. You know we've seen them spot 10, 14 points at the beginning of these games, but I don't know what kind of adjustments they're making. But from the second quarter on, I mean, they are just about a shutdown defense. Okay, here's what I see. And I think the worst game the Chiefs have had defensively was the Packers game. And why was that? They were not pressuring uh, Jordan Love in that game. And whenever they would send the house, whenever they would blitz him, he struggled. He, he was kind of rattled and didn't know what to do. So whenever the Chiefs make those adjustments with the pass rush, that's what helps. That's the big difference right there, Alan. That, to me, is the is the big change and why the Chiefs are able to make those adjustments and play better defense. Um, I, I am scared of those slow starts for the playoffs, though. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope they can figure that out. Yeah. Well, Fars, thanks for everything. And, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, I hope the Chiefs learned a couple of things here on offense. It seems like Patrick checked the ball down a little bit more. And, yeah. Um, you know, it'd be nice to, to at least get a win in the playoffs. And who knows? I mean, if they can put it all together, I really and honestly believe they can beat anybody. But we just got to see what happens. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Alan, I appreciate you calling in, man. You have a happy new year. You take care of yourself. Appreciate you calling in. Uh, John, I see you. I'm going to get your comment in a moment. I just want to read two comments here quickly. Kara says offense just needs to step it up like the defense did to keep winning. This is, this is a frustrating thing. Like in the Patrick Mahomes era, we cannot get a damn balance. Why? <laughs> Why? Uh, Rochelle says, as someone said, day going home. You know, it's funny. And um, I'm sure this is on like Twitter and, and all this stuff right now. Bengals fans were doing the whole browning head crap again like last year with Burrowhead. And now they're like, oh, you beat our backup quarterback. You know that's the narrative. Like, come on. You talked all that shit, and now you're, like, backpedaling. Come on. You blew a 17-7 lead to a kicker. John, what's up, brother? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Well, at least it's a good New Year, not like Christmas. Yes. <laughs> uh, first thing is you, you got to keep Sneed because you have McDuffie for three more years before he hits his, after his fifth year. This is a, good, so this is a very good two, point. You have you and you have two lockdown corners. I don't know if McDuffie can cover number one receivers. We know Snead can. So if you can cover, you can blitz. 
if you can't cover people, you can't blitz. And I guess they read all our comments about the passing being finally throwing the ball downfield today. Yeah, I thought that was good. Finally, I, we all complain about that. I mean, listen, I know he didn't connect with MVS, but I, I think just even on that deep play that uh, I'm referring to the second drop, uh, but you know, I, like attempting more of that. And then to Justin Watson and then to Rasheed Rice, when he got the best of Cam Taylor Britt there, you know, you need to start, you need to get going. Cause I'm watching these college football bowl games, like especially KU football. And listen, I'm a Jayhawk, but we all know KU has not been very good for a long time. And then we see KU, you know, rising the last two years and their offense this past week in their bowl game. I mean, they're doing things that we wish the chiefs offense was doing. And we started to see some of that in today's game. Again, I said at the start of the podcast, we still got work to do, but this is a start. This is a start for sure. Yeah. We just have to be aggressive, aggressively throw the ball downfield. I mean, we love Kelsey, but he's not catching the five yard passes anymore and gaining 12 yards. He's catching five-yard passes and gaining one yard after that. Yeah. You can't run an offense constantly on third and five and third and you know you got and Dennett also start bringing. He won't get double covered as much, but you know it's a good day. At least next week everybody can take off. The game means basically nothing for us. You're probably and, right about that, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and you were talking about Buffalo before. If Buffalo lose, I forgot what scenario it was. There is a way if Buffalo loses, they don't make the playoffs. Okay. Uh, that is good to know. I'm sure uh, I'm sure on the halftime show, what's the guy's name uh during the election? Kornacki? Um uh, like he's he's gonna break it down for all of us tonight. He he'll he'll break yeah, it down. But that, that, and I yeah, I forgot it was something if uh actually if Jackson what was it? If Jacksonville wins it's Indianapolis against uh, Houston for the final spot. Pittsburgh's eliminated. That I know. Okay. So if Jacksonville wins, Pittsburgh's eliminated. There we but go. But we're probably – we, and if Buffalo does win, we are playing Miami. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right about that. That is – I think I think that's like the one thing. Every Chiefs fan is going to be focused on – uh, Buffalo versus uh, since uh, Buffalo versus Cincinnati. Uh, Buffalo versus Miami. That, I, I think I have more interest in that game than I do Chiefs Chargers next week for sure. Oh well, we need. I think we need a week off. <laughs> Personally, that might be a good thing before the playoffs. Everybody can relax for a week, and then we can get ready get ready for the playoffs because. I'm old. I'm a New York Islander fan in hockey, and they won four cups in a row. But a couple of those cups, they didn't have great seasons. And when the playoffs came around, they were able to turn it on. Yeah. So the league better beware, I because so. I know they're all in love with Baltimore. Yeah. I'll, I'm wait. I'll take them on. I know our DBs can cover their receivers. I agree. Yeah. All right, man. And oh. they're deep. Have a good new year. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it, John. Happy new year. Thanks for calling in, man. Oh, sorry. I cut him off there, but uh, appreciate you calling in. Um, uh, so Clark Hunt is speaking to the media right now. I'm just looking at X right now. I keep saying Twitter, but uh, who cares? Um, but he is talking to the media and discussing the season. He says um, that the adversity this team has faced, and this is from Charles Goldman who tweeted this, that adversity this team has faced in 2023 will benefit them come playoff time. I mean, listen, what are you going to say? 
he said, while we're excited about the AFC West win, it's only the first of our goals, and we've got a lot still in front of us. Yeah, that, that is true. Got a lot of things to improve on, for sure. So we'll uh, we'll get into that. Aiden, you are... Uh, by the way, Allison, you're asking a good question. I'll get to that shortly. Aiden, you got your camera on? Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up, dude? What's on your mind? Hey, uh, Happy New Year, first and foremost. Happy New Year. Thank you. Hey, you know, I mean, it's easy to be... I'm sorry, my dog's going crazy. No, it's all it's good. It's easy to be negative uh, after the... You know, two Super Bowls and all the expectations that the Chiefs now have. But, you know, I think Brady went 10 years without really winning anything, if I'm correct on that. You are correct, yep. Um, so, I mean, who knows what the team will look like next year. But if Kelsey is still around and we still have, you know, the interior line, I think the tackles are a bit more important than people realize. I think Wanya Morris yeah. will be – he'll get better, but – you know, who knows Who knows on Jawan Taylor? He, this may be, you know, who he is uh, regarding his level of play. But if they can just find one more receiver, you know, like, for example, if they would have signed Hopkins this year or made a trade at the, at, at the, the deadline, I just think they're one, they're one, you know, dynamic playmaker away from, from getting back to, you know, 30 points a game and, and putting fear in, in the opposing defense. So, I mean – Really what I wanted to say is if a down year is in their division in the playoffs, I think we, we can all, you know, take that and, um, you know, hope for the best come playoff time. And as long as 15's here, we'll be we'll be competitive year in and year out. So that's yeah. what I want to say. Listen, you made a great point about the whole Brady thing. Um, Colin Cowherd brought this up. He said, listen, dynasties have had down moments. Um, and listen, obviously, you know, I remember when Brady, you remember that Monday Night Football game, Aiden, when the Chiefs just destroyed the Patriots? Um you know, yeah. all the Patriots fans, and I was listening to their radio station. Was that station. with uh, Kareem Hunt? No, that, that you're thinking of the second game. That was the 2017 season opener. The one I'm referring to was in 2014. Oh, Tampa Bay? Um, oh, 2014. Yeah, 2014. Yeah, when the Chiefs broke the record for loudest stadium in the NFL. Um, and, and the reason I bring that up is because uh, that night, uh, when if you listen to radio, talk radio in Boston – all the Patriots fans wanted Brady out and all the, all the other fan bases, they're laughing at Brady's downfall. Now what happened? He won three more rings in new England, one more in Tampa Bay. Yeah, exactly. and, and look, yeah, the chiefs still have their downfall. They're how they're, they, they're going through it right now this year. And they still won. I think I saw your comment, Aiden. You said they still won the AFC West on a down year. So, um, you know, uh, you're not, it's not going to be perfect. You're not going to win the Super Bowl every year. I know the standard is so high because you've been to the yeah, AFC title game every year. Yeah, I think it's just just real quick before I go. It's sure. just the uh, it's just the last five six years we've been the the class of the NFL and the standard, and you know we get everyone's best shot every week, and it's always it's it's just hard to show up every week and and uh, be up for every game. But I'm just glad they pulled this one out today, and hopefully. Hopefully this is the worst the offense will be, you know, in the Mahomes era. So I know a lot of things will change once Andy Reid's gone and, and Travis Kelsey, but you would think by then they would have, you know, some uh, succession plans in place. And I mean, I think you can just get another receiver to pair with Rice and spare Kelsey and, yeah. and lean more in the run game going forward. Um, I just can't see Mahomes turning the ball over like this, you know, uh, as time goes on. But I think you could attribute that to just more bad receiver play and, and not being on the same page. So um, I think things will only get better 
you know, in the next uh, few years. So I, I, I do guess, agree. Uh, we'll just have to. I guess we'll just have to, you know, take it on the chin this year and, um, you know, maybe win a playoff game or two. But um, I wouldn't be surprised to get to the AFC Championship game with just how up and down everyone else has been. Um, but um, I just think it's – there are just a few plays on offense from from really, you know, breaking it open. But until they do that, you know, it's just kind of, you know, prove it to me and, um, and, and wait and see. But uh, I appreciate uh, the time. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate the call. You take care of yourself, Aiden. Happy New Year. Take care, man. Thanks for calling in. Uh, I, I will say this. A lot of you guys are calling in after a win. This is what I want. A lot of people generally call in after a loss. Now we're, we're see, we're creating a balance, unlike the Chiefs right now. I love it. Thank you, guys. A <laughs> um, couple comments here. Allen says, Allison, excuse me, says, why do you think they are still playing MVS? Okay, let me just say this. Have the Chiefs wide receivers been good this year? No. But whenever a Chiefs receiver screws up, like Kadarius Tony, bench him. Okay, Sky Moore, bench him. MVS makes a mistake, bench him. I mean, who are you, who are you going to at this rate? The Chiefs right now, they're using Richie James uh, more than they have all year. And I'd like to see more of Richie James. I think he's done some good things. I don't know what the hell he was doing with that punt return, but thankfully it didn't hurt the Chiefs in the long run. Um, you know, there were rumors that Justin Ross was supposed to uh, was supposed to play more. I, I don't I don't really know what's the uh, what's the deal there. So. Um, hopefully they figure it out because you, you know, kind of what Aiden was saying, you, um, you can find some fixes on the offensive side of the football. Yeah. You're, you're going to go far. You're definitely going to go far here. Uh, Bob thinks MVS and Tony will both be gone. I, I'm so torn on Kadarius, Tony. I really am. Like, I don't. I don't, I don't want to give up on a guy with that kind of skill set. By the way, Allison uh, mentions uh, McCall Hardman. Did he play today? Uh, he he was on the field. We'll get the snap count tomorrow. Um, but again, McCall Hardman, like, why did the Chiefs go out to get him, bring him back here? Because they know his skill set, and he knows the offense, and we were desperate for a receiver at the time. I don't want to give up on a guy like McCall Hardman either. But unfortunately, these guys who do have a great skill set they're not utilizing it because they're dropping passes. That's the tough part with this team right now. So, but hey, Chiefs found a win right now. I'll get you more of your guys' thoughts. Definitely want to keep it going. If you guys want to call in, not too late to do so. Please call in. Let me know your thoughts. Let me see if, uh, yeah, we um, call in to the podcast. There it is. Yeah. Call-in link is right there. Let's, uh, let's keep this train rolling. I'll still uh, read a few more comments before we get out of here. Step into 2024 with confidence thanks to Manscaped, where resolutions are met and hairs are neatly kept. As the new year approaches, why not make self-improvement a breeze by keeping your body well-groomed? Introducing Manscaped's Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, the ultimate all-inclusive kit designed to help you feel clean, cut, and confident as you should. Featuring the powerhouse Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, this next-gen trimmer ensures precision and ease when tackling your toughest hairs. So kick off 2024 with a trim above the rest and use promo code FARZINE20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Their fifth generation lawnmower features two interchangeable next gen skin safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little off the top and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. New year, new you, 
and definitely a new trimmer, Manscaped's got your grooming resolutions covered. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FARZINE20 at Manscaped. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use promo code FARZINE20. Happy New Year to your balls. All right. Uh, do you have any comment on Willie Gay getting upset? This is actually a great question, Allison. Um, okay, so whenever Mahomes got into it with Eric Bieniemy last year, a lot of people uh, reacted to that. That that always becomes a story, right? Um, I am kind of questioning the emotion control. The because um, in the heat of the moment, yeah, I mean it sucks. Like, like if you're if you're having a bad day, you might react certain ways emotionally that you might not normally uh, react in, on, on, on a regular day, on a good day. Um, you know, we saw this with Chris Jones and the defensive line coach earlier this year. We saw Willie Gay and Charles Amini who go at it, and Chris Jones came to be the voice of reason. Mahomes, you know, he's had he's had his moments this year. Travis Kelsey's had his moments this year. We saw the him chuck the helmet. It almost looked like it was about to bounce off and hit one of the uh, equipment managers. Um uh, I had uh, my friend Steve, who does a lot of PR uh, with college athletics for a long time. He commented and said, man, those things are not cheap. Now, the Chiefs are fine. I think the Chiefs can uh, very well uh, f- fix that with a, an easy cost because uh, that doesn't cost them much. They're, they're an NFL team. But, man, um, you got to, like, control your emotions. I know the standard is high. Um, and I, listen, I'm sure they care. Uh, but, you know, what, what? what is being done to... Keep everyone calm, cool, and collected. Um, by the way, Patrick and the way he was talking to his offensive line last week, I didn't have an issue with that. People made a big deal about that last week. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I really didn't. Um, so, you know, um, and by the way, like, let's say there's no player in between. What are they going to do? Are, are they going to really, like, punch each other, their own teammates? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh <laughs> I doubt it. Uh, but listen, ultimately, I think, you know, cooler heads always prevail. Um, but you got to not get into that moment, because if that happens in a playoff game, that's when shit falls apart and good luck the rest of the game. Because th- 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 at that point, it's kind of like, you know, win or go home at that point. Melissa says how he was talking with passion last week. Yeah, Gronk kind of s- defended Mahomes and pushed back on the critics that said he was a crybaby and all that stuff. Um I, I don't know. Listen, I think um, if we took all 32 quarterbacks, okay, and we ask them, what is your definition of being a leader? And how do you uh, how do you try to keep your team focused and calm if you're losing by 10 points or 17 points? What do you do? You might get some different answers. Some people might have the same exact answer. I don't know. Uh, but y- you got to be better about that. That is never a, a good sight to see, especially nowadays, like with the social media era we are in and people clipping all this stuff and putting it online. Um, you know, when it comes to like PR and, and stuff like that, it's a far bigger deal today than it was 15, 20 years ago. If two guys are like Todd Haley and um, Anquan Bolden, when they had their little spat on the sidelines, man, um, you know, uh, at that point, it, it's like, you know, that was 08. Yeah, that was 08 going into 09. And I remember that was a huge point of conversation at the time because Todd Haley had just become the head coach and people were worried about that kind of thing. And the Chiefs had some sideline blowups that year with Todd Haley. 
You do not want that kind of thing. It's a little bit of a surprise to me that under Andy Reid, we are seeing more of that this year. That needs to be that needs to be fixed for sure. Bob says Patty is emotional, and when the ship continues to sink, all good leaders step up. Yeah, uh, and look, I'm not saying Patrick's not a leader, uh, not at all. I, I think he is. Listen, do you guys remember in the AFC title game in I think it was 2020? When the Chiefs played the Bills, um, McCole Hardman, he got off to a bad start where he fumbled the punt return inside his own five, and the Bills took over, and they got off to like a 10-0 start. He goes to the sidelines, sits down on the bench, and you know those big jackets that they wear, those coats um, on the sidelines during the wintertime of the NFL season? He just put that whole thing over his head. Kelsey goes up to him. Uh, Mahomes goes up to him. They're like, dude, don't worry about it. You fucked up. We've all done it before. Go back out there and fix it. And what does McCole Hardman do? He scores on a on a short play, uh, on a short pass, and then on the following drive, he takes a handoff and runs 50 yards. It was like a reverse player or, or something like that. Then he runs 50 yards. So I, I think that, that, kind of, that kind of encouragement helps. You saw Kelsey do it to MVS today. I know it didn't help ultimately, but that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do for your teammates at that point. So... Um, yeah, listen, if you're, um, if you're like in middle school or high school, there's obviously like a maturity, uh, factor there where whenever a teammate struggles, uh, you don't see guys at that level, pick up their teammates because, you know, kids, you know, tend to blame, do the whole blame game thing easier. I remember, um, I had a basketball player who was in a broadcasting class with me and I'd filmed the high school game and one of his teammates just fell for like one of the easiest pump fakes ever. And he's like, oh, Tanner, how could you fall for it? Because I was showing him the highlights because he wanted to see the game and all that. Um, so, you know, I, I think you see that kind of thing maybe more at the high school level, maybe at the college level. But in the NFL, I, I think especially a guy like Kelsey, who's been around a long time in his mid-30s, um, he knows what to do. Even on his podcast, man, he keeps defending guys like Kadarius, Tony, and MVS. Um, and look, that's what you're supposed to do. Uh, fans are going to feel a certain way. Players need to be different about it because you don't throw your teammates under the bus. Um, I know, I, I know Jamar Chase, he's been very uh open about stuff. Like uh like um earlier this year, he's like, I'm always fucking open. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, what are you trying to say? Are you saying are, is that like your version of trying to say the quarterback's just missing me all the time? I, I don't know. I don't think you 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 say things like that. That's just my opinion. Do you, uh, got a couple of questions here. Daniel says, do you think there is a lack of leadership from the coaching staff? Um, I was thinking about that when I saw the, the Willie Gay and Charles Aminihu argument. Uh, there's definitely a lack of accountability. Now, that's not your question, but if there, there was accountability, if coaches were, were holding players accountable, I would think you would see less stuff like that on the sidelines. Kirk says, do Chiefs rest their starters next week? Yeah, we kind of went over this earlier, Kirk. I know you said you just got in. Um, I think there's a pretty good chance that's the case uh, because the Chiefs are going to be stuck with the three seed. So you might you might end up having to uh, to see this. Uh, aren't, what aren't refs full-time employees, Sean's asking? Oh, okay, so you're talking about, I know it's a huge deal from last night uh, with that game. Um I, I've seen a lot of people bring this up for a while now. If, if the referees are full time or not, 
do people really believe referees are going to be better about their jobs if they're full-time? I have not had a chance to look into this. Let me just, you know, let's do it together right now. Why not? Um, how much does an NFL referee make? Now, mind you, this is just, um, this is just research on the spot here. Refs are earning about $12,000 per game. However, not every ref will, will educate every round. So these numbers are an estimation. Okay. I figured I would be getting an estimation. Um, considering the average NFL referee salary is $205,000 and there are 17 rounds per regular season. It's now 18. Cause, uh, so this is obviously a little out of date. Okay. So people are saying that, uh, okay. So from January, 2023, NBC sports Bay area. So, uh, the NBC affiliate in the, uh, San Francisco area, saying that refs make $250,000 annually, according to Sporting News. Okay, so tell me right now, why do referees need to be full-time? I'm sure they go through their seminars and their practices and whatnot um, to, to be ready and all that stuff, but they're really working just once a week. They're, it's, they're not like an NFL team practicing uh, and doing film review. Uh, throughout the week. They're not doing any of that. They get to the stadium or get to the city, go to the stadium the next day, and then they get the hell out just like the visiting team. So, um, and they're making a lot of, according to some research, they're making at least $200,000. And by the way, this is a six figure salary for half a season. And you're essentially working just once a week. Um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I was thinking about that, too. Kelsey did not get the 1,000 yards yet. I, I really want him to get that, man. Like, I, I know the Chiefs are their Super Bowl uh, uh, opportunity. Like, that's a that's a big uphill battle. I get that. Um, But, man, give him the 1,000 yards. He just needs one big catch. Uh, yeah, Denny, it's a six-figure salary, and you're it's only half a season. Now, do any of these referees work do other officiating like basketball, uh, XFL. Like do, I, I, I imagine that's a thing, but even if this was their only job, um, they're, they're making good money. I actually had a, a high school principal. Um, he retired after my sophomore year. He was actually a big 12 referee. Now I don't know exactly how much he made doing that, but the reason I bring that up is because I, I remember year several years ago. Um, it was during a chiefs game. I think, uh, and the referee was getting ready to turn on his mic and make a call. And uh, whoever the announcer was said, hey, here's so-and-so. He's a high school principal. Um, Hockey Lee, the, the buff guy, isn't he an attorney? So these guys do have other other ways, other uh, sources of income. This is like, this is a part-time job. It should not be a full-time job. What are you doing for this to be a full-time job? And by the way, you're already making six figures. So $200,000. I think there are a lot of people who would love to work as many hours as an NFL referee and get $200,000. Listen, I get it. The NFL is making a lot of money. Um, so, so I get that, but um, I don't think they need to be full time. I've seen a lot of people throw that out Antoinette because you're the one who asked the question, but I don't think that's the solution. I really don't. Uh, they work around the clock to be professional and study, watch tapes. They critique all games and calls. Okay. I, but still, like, you know, they're not they're not, you know, going through all these grueling hours in physical. Work. I'm not saying you said that, Bob, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think I think there are more reasons why they shouldn't be considered full time. And by the way, if they are full time, how much more are you going to pay them?
So I know that's a big deal from last night. Look, all 32 teams deal with bad officiating. Okay. And you know, there are easy fixes to this. You have all these high definition cameras, OLED, QLED quality, you know, monitors and everything like you have pylon cameras. Okay. Um, Mahomes threw an interception to the Raiders, but the pylon camera proved otherwise. Um, now intercept turnovers are always reviewed, but even like some of these basic stuff that, that don't get, re- that don't, aren't not reviewable should be reviewable. Why aren't they? Um, and I've seen uh, people push back and say, well, games are going to take longer. Well, what do you want? You want games to take longer or you want all the calls to be right? Or at least most of them. Um, uh, because if we can make everything reviewable, And listen, if everything's going to be reviewable, if you are a coach, you better be very wise with what you want to challenge and what you don't want to challenge. If if on the very first drive of the game, somebody gets a favorable spot on third and short, well, you probably should let that go because you might want to wait for a key situation later on. Listen, I agree officiating is a bad job, but man, at the end of the day, uh, you know, I would never want to be a ref. I've said this many times, especially like in the in uh, baseball during the summertime, especially in like a humid place like Kansas City. Whenever um, whenever the uh, the defensive team gets their third out, they all go to the dugout. And if they're not up to bat, they're going to sit on the on the bench. Well, the umpires are not going to sit on the bench. They're still in the sweltering heat, taking all that shit. So it's not an easy job. But I think and I think Major League Baseball has done a better job about allowing instant replay. It's definitely helped, in my opinion. I know Royals fans don't like it because if you had that back in 1985, the Royals don't make it to the to the World Series. Yeah, that's true. So shit. No, I'm not blaming the refs, Jordan. I'm just saying, like, bad calls happen to every team at the end of the day. So uh, it's happened to the Chiefs. It happened to the Lions. It happens to the Cow. It happens to every team. Um, I'm, I'm already seeing Bengals fans cry about the ref because of one bad call today. Like, and a call that really wouldn't matter anyway because Jake Browning and the D, uh, the uh, Bengals offense were just shut down today. Speaking of that, if we want to go back to that, got a little uh, off top. Went out of bounds there, but that's okay. Hey, that's what happens. Um, going back to the game, uh, man, I, I think the Chiefs played well in this in this game. Joe Mixon ran the ball 21 times. We haven't talked about this part yet. Joe Mixon ran the ball 21 times and ran for 65 yards. He was held to 3.1 yards per carry. Um, now, I do think he hit the over on that one. I, I've yet to check my bet. I don't think I won, but um, boy, no, I definitely did not win because I said the Chiefs would be over 25 and a half. And damn it, they finished at 25. So no, I definitely didn't win. But hey, I was playing with house money. So I think I'm all good. Um, Isaiah Pacheco, on the other hand, 18 runs for 130 yards. Uh, Give credit to the Chiefs defense. I said that their run defense, that was a weakness of theirs. Completely. uh, I mean, they they stepped up today against the run. 100% played way better against the run in this game. My concern was Jake Browning and the Bengals offense going with those short, quick passes. And they were doing that early on. They were running the ball well early on with Joe Mixon, but they took that away. They were forcing Jake Browning to go deep. And whenever they would run the ball with Mixon, that uh, nothing was there for Mixon. That fourth down stop right there in front of the Chiefs end zone, that was the that was huge. That was the difference maker in this game today. And I think that was also a, a confidence killer too. Uh, on, on Cincinnati's side. So 
good for the Chiefs on uh, on getting that and uh, essentially turning things around, not allowing a single point uh, uh, in the second half. That is huge. And listen, if you look at if you look, if you look at this game, the Chiefs allowed two touchdowns in the second quarter. So if you look at the Chiefs' defense in the last eight quarters. Uh, they've only allowed one touchdown in uh, or two touchdowns in eight quarters. They're all in the same quarter, though. The second quarter of this game here. Now, I know people are going to say, well, uh, these are backup quarterbacks. Shit, man. Jim Nance and Tony Romo, they were showing the graphic of the 16 AFC starting quarterbacks in week one, and only five of them are still starting. The others have all switched their quarterbacks. So, I mean, you're seeing a lot of backup quarterbacks this year, especially on the AFC side. So you can't ever apologize for that kind of thing. Uh, you got to go out there and play. Look at the Bengals. Everybody thought the Bengals were done. They were still in it until today. But the Chiefs eliminated them excuse me, from playoff contention. That's obviously going to hurt Bengals fans for a very long time. Second year in a row, the Chiefs end the Bengals season. That's uh, It's got to suck for Bengals fans. But hey, 3-1, and one, right? And that's uh, that's all they can uh, they can go with right now. So at least you were 3-1, and one, Cincinnati fans. Um, but looking at, um, at the Chiefs side of things, too. And by the way, before I forget, the Browns. Okay, they have had four different starting quarterbacks, all starting multiple games. So is injury really an excuse at the end of the day? Hell no, it's not. Cry me a river. Let me read a few more comments here and then get out of here. Happy New Year, Matthew. In the UK, Matthew, you are already in 2024. You are in the future, my brother. Happy New Year to all of you guys, by the way. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, spending part of your night with me. As uh, we get closer and closer to 2024, Mixon, yeah, Mixon's 100 yards. He's a, he's a good player. Now, how many yards of total offense did he have? Give me one sec, guys. Okay, 87. So that was our best player, too. Because uh, Jamar Chase is going to do shit. Uh, and they targeted him seven times. So, yeah, got on the Chiefs defense, which, by the way, apparently nothing impressive about this Chiefs defense, according to Jamar Chase. Uh, yeah, Denny, agree. They they stepped up. That was that was a momentum switch, Nick says. Yeah, for sure. John says defense played well, but tackles still suck. And the wide receivers, oh, you're, you're talking about the offense now. Uh, still who we thought they are. Um, that never gets old, by the way, that, that those set of words right there. They are who they thought they were. We are who they thought they were. Uh, backing, uh, into the playoffs. It's hard to be positive about expectations. Yeah, you know, I get it, John, but, uh, Rich Eisen said something interesting on his show. He said, listen, as bad as Kansas City has been, you, you get to the playoffs and it's a whole new ball game. You don't know what you really know until you go into Arrowhead for a playoff game. So, um, and by the way, if it's Miami coming to Kansas City and obviously I can't remember what week that was. It was like the first week of November, uh, obviously a different time, but Chiefs defense has played great against the best players uh, at the wide receiver position. So they can do it again against anybody. 100%. Uh, do it again against Tyreek Hill. Bring it on. Defense firing on all cylinders today. Offense just wasn't quite there. Needed to be yet. Hopefully it's only up from here. Um, see, here's my thing. Even though the Chiefs offense did not play well, you are seeing some, some more optimism. And it's easier to be optimistic after a game like this. No, the Chiefs offense, you know, they stalled on. What did I say, guys? I said the Bengals red zone defense is better than people are giving it credit for. And the Chiefs red zone offense has not been very good this year. Now, you finish the game with 373 total yards. Um, 
more than 100 yards than the Bengals, who, again, got off to a 17-7 start and dominated time of possession in the first half by a long shot. Um, they still finished with better time of possession, but I think in the second half, it was far more um, even uh, than the uh, final stat line shows. Because uh, it says 34 minutes and 17 seconds for Cincy. It's 25 minutes and 43 seconds for the Chiefs. So uh, I don't know what the second half T.O.P. was, but I'm sure it's um, it's much different there. <laughs> John says Casey is 2-0 in 2023 against Cincinnati. Yep, that is true. Didn't, uh, didn't uh, notice that. Didn't, or didn't realize that, I should say. Uh, yeah, right. Browning played well in the first half, I would say. Um you know, it'd be helpful if he had better protection, but they overpaid Orlando Brown. And uh, Pop says 13 seconds. Uh, what was Richie James doing on that punt return out of the end zone? Did I miss something there? Okay, uh, I'm glad you brought this up. I, I alluded to Richie James doing that. Um, I don't want Dave Tobe gone. I really, really don't. But this has been going on for years where... Our punt returners have this very weird obsession with fielding punts inside the five, inside the four, the three, the two, the one in the end zone. This has been going on even back when Tyree Kill was taking punt returns for the Chiefs. So, and listen, I think Tyree Kill, if he was a full-time punt returner, he could be the best in NFL history. Obviously, he's focusing a lot more of that on um, on offense now. Um but when the Chiefs were using him as a return specialist, this was an issue, John. So I don't know why this is happening. We saw this in the Germany game. Haven't really seen that kind of thing for a while. Uh, we saw it in the Denver game, too, the week before the Germany game. Um, you know, it's like, why? Why are you doing that? Why is that happening? Uh, did Harrison Butker get the game ball? Jason's asking. Uh, damn, well, better because... That guy uh, scored all the points after that touchdown, so he definitely deserves that for sure. Uh, the guy better win AFC Offensive Player of the, or Special Teams Player of the Week um, because he played he played great. Six field goals to help you overcome a 17-7 deficit. Um, so he 100% deserves AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. We'll find out on Wednesday uh, when that is announced. All right, we got to figure out when the Chiefs are playing. We don't have all of that information yet. We will find out soon. Hey, this was an awesome post-game live stream. Always awesome when the Chiefs are winning. So thank you guys for making this uh, New Year's Eve part of your guys' uh, or this podcast part of your guys' New Year's Eve. Uh, Chiefs win. Chiefs win today. Yes. Big win over the Cincinnati Bengals, clinching the AFC West, and even sweeter, eliminating the Bengals from playoff contention. How cool is that? Uh, Bengals fans are not gonna, they, they are not happy about that. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, you beat our backup. Yeah, you also were talking about Browning Head coming into this game. So come on, uh, let's not let's not shift the goalposts completely. Eighth straight AFC West division title. Eighth straight, I like that. Sounds good. All right, guys, my name is Farzim Vasugian. Thank you all for watching live on Facebook and YouTube. Happy New Year to all of you. For those of you who listen on the podcast version, thank you guys so much. Happy New Year to all of you guys as well. 2023 ending with a win. We'll see when the Chiefs play and what happens from there. We'll do our podcast on Wednesday. Tuesday, we will have a guest. So please join us Tuesday night live at 7 o'clock uh, Central Time. All right. My name is Farzi Vasugi and I'm out. Happy New Year. Take care. Enjoy. Stay safe. <laughs>